Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Kid States in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper. Joining me here today is Solomon Moonper. Oh. <laughs> I think you're going to have to be banned. What? You're going to have to be banned from uh, making up your own names. No, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... It's just like a game, but it, it's only for you. <laughs> like a joke written for one. It's awesome. I love it. Solomon Moonper. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way I could incorporate it, so I was thinking like Cooper, and I was like, oh, Moo, Mooper, that's not right, so I had to say Moonper. Have you thought about actually crafting a joke, though? That was, I had to make something unique with my name. But that's not really. There's only so many things you can, you can, there's only so many puns you can make with your name. And my name's really weird for like, for like vowels and stuff. Yeah, Cooper is so weird that you need to change it to Moonper to be funny. I, Hilarious. What else? What's your idea? If some, if a bully at school started calling you Solomon Moonper as a joke to make fun of you, he would be the one who started getting bullied. <laughs> sure. That's just them facts. Them facts. All right. Today we have a little bit of a freewheeling show in the sense that uh, we don't have any. TV show updates right now are in a lull, so we're going to be talking very briefly about some of the stuff that we are looking forward to, mm-hmm. and then we slipped the surly bonds of our atmosphere to explore a the film moon? that nobody went to see whenever it came out. Unfortunately. Um, and yeah, now that you now that you spoiled the movie, um, Moonfall. I didn't spoil it. All I said was, my name is Solomon Moonper. I just, when I was trying to say what movie you watch, you're like, the moon? <laughs> what? I mean, it's not a big surprise. We're not, it's not, we're not teasing people with what we're going to be discussing. But Oh, yeah, I guess they clicked the title. Um, but, yeah, Moonfall was a – normally would have at least been a nominal hit, I imagine, uh, during well, – I, I shouldn't even blame the pandemic for this. It's not even that. I honestly think it's also just that it's not 1997 anymore. This is a very 1997-y feeling kind of movie. Um, I don't think that is a bad thing. 
But okay. uh, yeah. Anyway, before we dive into Moonfall, what's up for you? Oh, what's what's coming up for you and your in your radar? Not what what's, not what's up with you. What's what's coming up for you that I you're mean, excited about? What are some things that you're looking forward to that people can really sink their teeth into? You know, something they they can get excited about. What can, what can the people get excited about about what I'm excited? I'm not I'm not excited about things. Well, you're excited. You're, you've been really excited about that new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. All you talk about is that Sonic the Hedgehog movie. That's true. I am excited about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I was joking. Oof. That no, I am because the first one was fun. So I assume the second one's gonna be fun. It has Knuckles and Tails in it. I love Tails. I used to love Sonic the show, like the animated TV show. I would watch that like, like drugs. I'm so upset that I made this joke about the Sonic movie. Why? I you're not excited? Not at all. Well, I know it's like a video game movie and it's a sequel, so it's like destined to be failure. But it seems like it could be fun, just like the first one. It's starring Idris Elba as Knuckles. Don't know who that is. It sounds familiar. Oh my god, <laughs> who is it? Uh, I'm trying. To, he's he's Stacker Pentecost and Pacific Rim. He's Charles Minor in The Office. He's in a bazillion Charles things. Charles Minor. Who's that? Oh my! He's the guy who comes in. And he's like the boss, and Michael doesn't like him. And Michael, Michael quits to start the Michael Scott Paper Company. This is embarrassing. I'm not going to explain to you. Do I know is. him? Yes, he's in a bunch of stuff. Like. All right. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture. You guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe every motion that I'm making. So if you're listening to this, this won't be boring to you. All right. So right now I'm typing in Idris Elba's name into, into a search engine. Which one? Uh, wh- what do you mean? Bing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just making sure it wasn't Bing, honestly. Oh, okay. That one. That boss. There's a lot of bosses in the later seasons of The Office, man. Uh, only one named Idris Elba. His name's not Idris Elba in The Office. I told you what his name was. Either way, yeah, he's playing Knuckles in this new Sonic movie, and apparently they're now doing, they've already announced a spinoff movie. Called Tails? Uh, just about Knuckles. No one cares about Knuckles. Everyone only cares about Tails. I really don't know who does care about Knuckles. Like, <laughs> enough to make a spinoff. Knuckles is cool, though. I don't know anything about I'd him. rather have a movie about, like, Shadow. Who is Shadow? I don't really know. He just as looks. Oh, cool. you don't really know, but he's to be a good spinoff show. <laughs> he looks really cool. He's like he's got he's got black quills and like red dye in it. Well, that level of depth is about what they're using when they decide to make a knuckle spinoff. So I'll give it to you. Thank you. Anything besides this uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? Movie? No, I'm only excited about Sonic. Nothing in this in this world is worth mentioning than Sonic. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> I'm not excited really about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. No, for, but I excited I'm not excited about it at all. Rude. Just don't could care couldn't care less. Just don't could mm, could care could, less. Could care less. Couldn't couldn't care less. It's I could not care less. It's couldn't. Yeah, so couldn't care less. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Okay, you were asking me a question. So. No, no, I was I was asking you a question, so I seemed humble as I educated you. So. But, yeah, honestly, though, looking forward, we do have a pretty packed summer movie-wise, I think. We got um, that I one movie with it's the bats. Uh, Morbius? Yeah. Not excited about that. I'm not exci- I'm way more excited about Sonic than I am I'm, about Morbius. I'm more excited about Sonic <laughs> than Morbius, too. <laughs> I could not see a big-budget movie that looks that bad. Um, It's not a lot. I mean, I'm sure there is, but, well, like, but not that it's, like... 
you so know? it's probably dumb of me to be this excited about it because considering the book of Boba Fett ended up kind of, kind of being a flop. Uh, eh, I was going to say a flop. I was going to say like a a boil on a monkey's buttocks. What would you? I think? feel like that's way worse than a flop. Yeah, I think so too. Anyway, considering Book of Boba Fett wasn't that great, um, I don't know why I'm this, as excited as I am, but I'm very excited about the Obi-Wan show that's coming out. Why wouldn't you be excited about the Obi-Wan show? Because, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame no, on me. It's, fool me. No, it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Exactly. Once you again, don't know I was, anything. Once again, I was just educating you by letting you feel smart. Because I by saying it wrong, I'm you just you don't seem very smart though. No one can tell that that's what you're going no, for. No, I know that's exactly what all good actors do. Okay, okay, but yeah, I I'm hesitantly hesitantly hesitating. I'm not hesitant. I can't, I can't talk. I think I had a brain hemorrhage on my way over here. <laughs> <laughs> Was I in a car accident that I didn't know about? Yes, Dad. You crashed us both into a tree. Oh no! I didn't, you obviously weren't involved in it. It was sad, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about I'm I'm excited about this uh, Obi Wan show. Quite I'm excited, really excited about it. I'm also really excited about the Ahsoka show, which I think I, I don't think the Ahsoka show is coming out till next year. But yeah, I'm excited about that. And we also have, I guess, this is Christmas time. They're saying we're gonna have that Cassian Andor show. What's a Cassian Andor? He's the guy. <laughs> that's actually a really good question because he's a very boring character, and I have no idea why they're making a spinoff. It makes more sense that they're making a spinoff of Knuckles than Casting Andor. <laughs> okay, who is it? He's the main guy in Rogue One. The last time we saw him, he was getting dead. Is he got blowed up? Is like how do I know him within this? Within that, it, does he own K two S O? He's the main guy. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. That's all I need to know. He's cool. I'd rather have the, the blindfolded guy who's like, I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. I'm one okay, with the force, so, the force so you got a line from him. That guy, he's not even a main character. He's one with the force. The force, the force is with me. Yeah. Yes, what? Yeah. Tell me one. Doesn't even have to be cool. Doesn't have to be a cool line. Doesn't have to be a joke. Tell me one thing that Cassian Andor says. K2SO, help me. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice guess, but I don't think so. Um, just K2SO dot dot dot, or dot 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 K2SO. Yeah, so the answer is nothing. Mm. Oh, a little bit easier question. Tell me anything about him at all. He has a ship. Okay. He has a... He has a it's Star Wars. Everybody has a ship. No. Mm-mm. Not the poor people. He has K2SO and he has like a he has a hacker thing that he hacked into him. I think even the poor people have ships in Star Wars. But the poor people don't have ships. No, like even the poorest people. That's like saying even the poorest people have cars. In this in Book of Boba Fett, the sand people they have motorcycles and they even have a train now. They do now. Yeah. Because Bobo Fett. What? Boba Fett. Because that was the end of your sentence? Yeah. Boba Fett got it for them. Well, uh, other than those Star Wars shows, I'm I'm really blanking on like any movies that are coming out this summer that I'm really. I mean, I'm excited about excited all the about. the Marvel shows. Also, just Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, that's all we need is all Disney Plus and Marvel. 
Yeah, Disney Plus. Marvel is a part of Disney. Plus. I'm not excited with the new uh, Harry Potter movie. I lost interest in that series a long time ago. I not Harry Potter, but this Fantastic whole Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, the Wizarding World. They're calling it because they can't call it Harry Potter, which not interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I never cared about it. And they had they finally they finally got rid of Johnny Depp. They finally fired him, so they had to replace him as an actor. So yeah, what's wrong with Johnny Depp? Third movie in a middling trilogy. What's wrong with Johnny Depp? He's he's bad bad guy. Got canceled. What did he do? He apparently beat his wife up with his hands. He beat his wife up. I feel like someone's phone is going off. What kind of unprofessional person would uh? I had it silenced. Oh, I didn't have it on Do Not Disturb. All right, hang on. No, we don't. We're not going to watch you play play with your phone. Okay, it's on Do Not Disturb. It's your mom. Your mom is calling me. Is she really? Yes. That's very weird. I agree. Did she call you? No, she didn't. Why she might. Maybe I should turn my phone off. Yeah, you should. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Doctor Strange is coming out. I'm excited about that. Uh, Dude, that actually is awesome. But, but That's no. opening up the whole multiverse. There's <laughs> gonna be there's like these seven chairs who are like the the ones or the the chosen or the whatever. And apparently, Mister Fantastic is known to be seated in that seat, connecting that universe. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that true? That's just what I've heard. I keep thinking Mr. Fantastic is going to be in all these things, and I keep telling people, and now it's a running joke that people make of me, so I'm not going to believe it. You don't need to it. You don't need to fall for it. I'm just saying, like, I'm pretty, like, that's just what I've seen. Because there's, like, the seven seats, which is how many, like, the, the council has. Well, normally I have a bunch of other movies, though, that are not just franchise movies that I'm excited about over the summer, and I just can't, I don't have anything. What are you making that face for? Also, they're supposedly bringing back uh, Iron Man. But it's called like better Iron Man. I'm not, not even joking. It's like or like it's, higher it's Iron. It's called Man. better Iron Man. Or like higher Iron Man. It's just like a superior Iron Man, and he it like shows his face, and it's like a ring. He's and he's like all uh, silver, and it's gonna be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did know about the Tom Cruise thing, but I didn't know know he's gonna be called better Iron Man. It's a thing. How do you know all of this? I watch YouTube. No, oh, so. Somebody just made it up. No, 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 no. I get it. They just, like, connect the comics to it. Um, That doesn't mean anything. Screen Rant said it. Read the comic of Old Man Logan and then go watch the movie Logan, and you tell me how much of it is the same. Do you remember in the the Logan movie when the Incredible Hulk's um, mentally challenged inbred children come and murder Wolverine's child and wife? Remember of course, that, of course remember, I remember, remember that. that happened at the beginning. That's my favorite part of yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, and then remember at the end of Logan when the Incredible Hulk is now 500 times b- bigger than he normally is and then he eats Logan and Logan kills him by ripping out of his stomach? Remember when that happens? Of course. Remember when he goes on a cross-country road trip with the blind Hawkeye? That's not true. Yeah. That exactly. part's not true. The other, the, other, <laughs> the other parts were true. It's all true. But anyway, enough of our preamble. It's time to dive into Moonfall. But we must take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you get more awkward every time you say it? Because I didn't know what you were doing. But we must. Welcome back to the Kids Days in the Podcast. And thank you for joining us for our in-depth. Uh, this is going to be a deep and insightful conversation. So deep. About a deep and insightful movie. Called Moonfall. So many wonderful themes. Now, for those of you who didn't follow this, which is apparently everyone, this movie came and went so quickly that I have friends that follow the industry who didn't even know what this movie was whenever I told them about it, which is pretty sad. 
But this is a Roland Emmerich movie. Roland Emmerich, you may remember, the creator of 2012, Day After Tomorrow, and most famously, Independence Day. Okay, that's the one I know. Yeah, he's known as uh, the master of disaster because he basically only makes disaster movies. That's pretty neat. Yep. Um, yep. So hallmark of a Roland Emmerich movie is... Hallmark? A, a hallmark of a... Roland, hallmark movies? Oh, my God. Just try and use context clues to, to understand new words. Well, the only time I've ever heard the word hallmark be used is in hallmark movies. Well, you'll be able to figure out what it means based on the sentence that I'm saying right now. Okay. Hallmark of Roland Emmerich movie is, of course, the destruction, usually, of the entire planet in some way. They are big spectacle movies, but usually pretty stupid. Um, dialogue's uh, usually not a priority. That's true. I don't feel like they're stupid. I think uh, it's hey, fun. We're not talking about Moonfall specifically. I'm talking about Roland Emmerich. What about Independence in Day? General. Everyone loves Independence Day. Everyone did love Independence Day, but I mean, Independence Day is a dumb, dumb movie. It's a deeply stupid. You know what, Dad? Movie. You're a dumb, dumb no, movie. Deeply no. stupid movie. Independence Day is is a even when it came out when it was a huge hit. Even then, critics and you know most lay folk knew it was really stupid. But you can kind of gloss over it. Had an amazing cast, like really great cast in Independence Day. And at least the dialogue, well, I shouldn't say dialogue's good, but the cast had the ability to sell some of the hokier parts of the dialogue, which made the movie seem like it was, you know, better written than it actually was. Have it you tricks you. Do you remember Independence Day at all? Not really, honestly. So you're going to argue about how it's not deeply stupid? Look, I just, I just go, but the people, I just know what the people believe. In Independence, what? I just know what the people believe. I don't just make As America. We know. Do you do you remember the speech that the president gives at the end? It's like all this rousing music, and he's like, "On this day, this many years ago, we fought for freedom, and now we fight for the world, and we're going to kill some aliens." Don't remember the speech? It's sounds, real famous. Sounds familiar. Well, if you listen to it again, uh, if you actually listen to the, mu- if you just read the speech, let's say, okay, what are you doing? Let's read the speech. <laughs> oh my god! I almost just now broke your neck, <laughs> dude. I was looking. At the I felt camera. bad. My hands just like got taken over, <laughs> and they wanted to reach over. And then just give a little twist. I was looking at the camera. Well, I just wanted to twist your head off for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's not the same. I, it's almost exactly the same. <laughs> I was looking at the camera. Oh, but yeah. So in that speech, if you read the speech, it's terrible. <laughs> okay. Like it's actually really bad speech. But you maybe know, you should look it up, Bill read Pol- the speech out loud no, to everyone. We're not doing that. We're not talking about Independence Day. I'm just trying to say it's really bad. But because of the the emotion and the actors really selling it. But whenever I was reading an interview with the with the writer of Independence Day, that speech was a placeholder speech. So it wasn't even supposed to be good. He just wrote the most generic, patriotic, or inspiring speech. And it was just a placeholder until he wrote the real speech that was going to be good. Why didn't they write the real speech? They just never got around to it. What do you mean they never got around to it? They have infinite time. No, they don't. They have until they die. Movies got to go into production. But they, it's towards, when is it happened? Towards the end? What, production? No, <laughs> when does the speech happen? Yeah, but the movie already was going. They weren't going to be writing it anymore. Why they, couldn't they write? He already had sold the script. Why, a, I'm, why do you want to keep doing work after you already got paid? That's what they do in The Office. That's not. That's a TV show. In The Office, they write episodes in the back. 
in the, in the annex. Yeah, well, how do they? How do you do, write episodes That's of what a Mindy movie? Does. How do you write episodes of a movie? So Mindy and PJ know that. What does that have to do with writing a movie? I don't know, Dad. I'm just talking. You know, kidding. I listen to the out your out of process. your you know what. But okay. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Also, is Hallmark mean like a calling card or like a classic thing? Yeah, it's, yeah no, it means, a, it means a calling card. Like, like, a, like a classic? No, it's a card. It means card. <laughs> Not card. Yeah, like, so when I said it was a Hallmark of a Roland Emmerich movie, I meant like it's a card that they mail him. <laughs> no, a calling card. Yeah. Like this is my, like this is my classic signature. Yeah, it just means yeah, something you're known for. Okay. Yep. A signifier that it is a Roland Emmerich movie. Okay, do you want anyway, to Anyway, we're not we're not we're not going to trash on Independence Day. Anyway, the point is Moonfall also has a really dumb plot. Disagree. The this plot, plot of is Mo- awesome. But uh look I'm, I'm not saying anything about the quality no, of the movie. No, you just said there's st- stupid plot and I'm saying the plot is Ridiculously awesome. Yeah, it is so stupid, it comes back around to being amazing. Amazing. Because the plot of the movie is, and I hope everybody's waiting, hope they're sitting down for this. Oh, no synopsis for me. The, uh, no, no, you're going to give a synopsis. Oh. And it's on the premise of the movie is the, what if the moon was a mega structure built by aliens? Oh my God. Why <laughs> would you give away the whole movie right then? What do you mean? What a, what? Is wrong with you? What do you mean? I was just gonna say, what if the Earth got attacked by the Moon and you just gave away the entire movie right off the bat? I did not. You know what? You should just host the rest of this uh, <laughs> segment. Okay. Spo- you've been you've been spoiling things. Since so basically, the Moon attacks the Earth. <laughs> I'm getting my hands are getting that urge to do that thing again. I don't understand what's happening. Do you think it's the weather? Or do you think it's like a full a full moon? I must say, a full. Oh my god! <laughs> that, Embarrassing. You can't keep making jokes while you're acting like you're gonna murder me. No, that's the only way I'm not gonna get arrested. Is if you joke about it? Yeah. Do they find your head twisted off and punted four miles down the street? <laughs> I can tell you, say I was just joking. Okay. But yeah. So the movie is about uh, what if the moon attacks the Earth? And um, let me tell you, I didn't think it was possible, but Roland Emmerich actually finds a way to. Shoot the moon, film shoot, and make it look scary. Yeah, there are a bunch of like shots where the moon like comes up. It almost makes they almost make it look sometimes like the moon is is sneaking up on people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like they'll be walking and they'll be like, "Oh, what's the moon doing?" And then they'll show the moon like rising up over the horizon ominously, sucking people up off the ground <laughs> with its moon powers. It actually does do that. It, it really does. It's really cool. And before I have Solomon um, get into the synopsis, I do have to say that um, one of my least favorite Roland Emmerich movies is uh, Day After Tomorrow, which is about global warming, cooling. Yeah, you would not like you boomer not liking global warming and how it's a, a bad thing. It, it's not a fun thing to watch. Why? But there's a scene. Well, first of all, there's a bunch of CGI wolves in the movie that chase them around that look. Awful. And this movie came out 15 years ago, so imagine what the CGI was like. And they're running away from coldness. That's it. 
But that's global. That's not global warming. I I literally said cooling. Global that's, cooling. Then is that good? Everything freezes. The whole that's world. That's an ice goes, age. Yeah, exactly. Does that sound good? Sounds cool to me. No, it doesn't seem fun. I think an ice age happening, and then like you live like a, a movie where it's just like recording the ice age. But if people were alive during it, I think that'd be cool. Well, you can watch the movie and let me know if you think it's cool because it's incredibly boring and lame. I bet it's going to be my favorite movie. There's a part that I was trying to reference um, where everyone has made fun of this for years. But where Jake Gyllenhaal's character in this movie, um, he had... Did you ask who Jake Gyllenhaal was? No, I said Jake Gyllenhaal. That's awesome. I love him. Yeah. He's gorgeous. Okay, excellent. Um, There's a part where he's having to outrun cold. So I want you to imagine a chase scene where what's chasing you is it's getting colder. Yeah, see? Does that sound exciting? Sounds scary. Uh-huh. I'd be scared. Yeah, you would, but would you watch it and think that's really cool? Okay, Most so now I can't tell if you're just being obstinate or if you're an imbecile. What? I'm not an imbecile. So you're just being obstinate? There's only one or two choices. You're an imbecile or you're or being obstinate. Because there's no way anybody in the history of the world thinks... That. Getting chased by coldness? Yeah. That sounds so awesome. So an imbecile. <laughs> I'm not an imbecile. No, you're an imbecile. I'm going to get a new co-host for next week. Who's it going to be? Someone who understands that getting chased by coldness is um, not cool. Maybe you should just get your childhood. Maybe they should remake Jurassic Park and have it to where all the cold escapes from its cages. <laughs> and then the coldest <laughs> stalking people around. Would that be a better movie? <laughs> Yep, exactly. Okay. Well, Moonfall takes it a step further, except for they actually, it's just as stupid as getting chased by cold. But at least it looks really, really cool. (laughs) In this, there's a scene where they have to outrun gravity. They do. It's actually really sick. Yeah. So, like, yeah, the moon's, like, getting close. Because this this movie's grasp of of science is... Very limited. It's non-existent. Let's just say, don't steal my Coke. That's mine. Solomon's drinking my Coke now, right in the middle of the podcast. He's just <laughs> he's just rubbing it in my face. That he's drinking my Coke. But yeah, so the the it's not just that the science is dumb. It, it <laughs> the understanding of physics, space, scale, mm-hmm. all of these things, it doesn't seem to understand. So there's but there's a part where the so the moon's like spiraling closer and closer yep. to the earth. So there's these shots where as the moon gets closer, when it's like passing overhead, stuff on the ground is getting pulled up into the moon's gravity. Yeah. It makes not really any sense because the earth's gravity is still there. So how's the moon's more powerful? This I don't understand. Yeah, I guess it would kind of it would, should be like floating towards in the center. Right. It, well, and, well, and when it when it shows it, well, I'm like, there's no reason to even argue the science here. There's it's not so science. There's not. They're not. That's not their goal. Yeah, and but the funny thing is that when they're showing, like the the NASA people will be looking at a map and they'll be like, oh, the moon's orbit is getting closer. In the movie, when they show it to make it more dramatic, by closer they mean real close. Like you could jump up onto it. Like that's how close it is. Like it's shearing off the tops of like mountains, mountains and hills and stuff. That's towards the end, though. Well, either way, there is a scene where someone they have to out, they have to try and outrun gravity, so everything's getting pulled up into the moon's gravity, and they outrun it in a very cool Roland Emmerich way. 
It does lead to one of the best lines that I've heard in a movie. Maybe, you know what? Not just this year. In in the last five years. That's how good of a line of dialogue this is. Okay. I feel like it's going to be not good. No, it's, so, it's great. Um, <laughs> a character is like pinned down underneath a tree, and another character um, is helping them, and the person's freaking out. And they see the moons. Oh, no, the moon's coming. It's going to get us, the big scary moon. And the lady says, just relax and push. The moon will help us. Best line (laughs) of dialogue ever. Best line of dialogue. Relax and push. The moon will help us. Sounds like something that a Wiccan doula would say. But in this movie, just a regular old person, you don't know what any of those words mean. Why, why <laughs> do you choose to, to be, be <laughs> the way that you are? Yes. <laughs> How do you not know any, any, any What's language? What's a Wiccan doula? You know what a Wiccan is? No. This is embarrassing. <laughs> What's a, I know what a wick is. Like a candle wick. I will, I honestly, <laughs> I'm going to have to commit violence. It's not my fault my honors English class doesn't teach me okay, It's a religion. About witchcraft, being That's a witch. A Wiccan. Yes. It's not witching. No. Then how? You are a doofus. <laughs> I'm not a doofus. You're a doofus. You're causing me to say all these mean things to you because you're so dumb. Well, what's the doula part? A doula is like a birthing coach, like a midwife. So a witch. Yes. Midwife. Uh huh. Exactly. So like a witch who haunts your babies. No, a witch <laughs> who helps you deliver your babies. <laughs> Why would it haunt your baby? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Listen to the logic. Basically, if you're like, it like the the, I'm imagining like the witch casts a spell on it. That's not haunting. Well, it would it cast a ghost. Okay, you're done. <laughs> it would curse it. All right, look, we're we're already almost at the end of this of this podcast, and you haven't we haven't even really dived into de- we can de- make the podcast in, de- delved into this uh, into this movie very much. It's so, our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Let's go ahead and have you give a, a synopsis of the movie. We've already pretty much broken it down, but since you want to, you know, give all your little extra details, give a quick synopsis of the movie. Quick, quick, quick synopsis of the movie. And then we'll talk about, you know, things that are worth thinking about it. Should you skip this one? Is it good that this movie made $1 at the box office <laughs> and quickly disappeared? Or is it a travesty? Something people should uh, tune into when they get a chance. All of these things. Um, now. Is it good that the... It made a one dollar and it disappeared. <laughs> I don't know. Why I found it so funny. I think Solomon's uh, drunk off the Coca Cola. Um, we're not sponsored. That'd be really funny. Can't even say Coca Cola. They're going to beep it out. Yeah, they're going to beep it out. They're going to beat the Coca part out, and then no one's going to know what kind of cola you were drinking. <laughs> okay. So, plot synopsis. Um, a plot synopsis of this movie. So like. The moon attacks the earth. And they have to stop it. Who's they? The main characters. All you did was repeat what I said, so fail. Well, how much of the plot? You already gave it. (sighs) Okay, these two, these these people go on it. That's at the very beginning. Uh, What are you looking at me for? These people find an alien in the beginning, and then... They and then it like goes back to hiding. He's this this guy's an old okay. All right, I'm gonna just restart. This guy, 
is a retired astronaut. Needs to, he's recruited back onto the, okay. He's a retired astronaut because of some dark, crazy things that happened with some aliens that no one believed him on. And NASA, is it NASA? Mm-hmm. Rehires him to do an expedition to stop the moon from, from attacking Earth. From attacking the Earth. And it's, apparently it's like aliens. Alien, oh, special alien. That's actually pretty good. <clears throat> I think I like that. Is it really? I thought yeah. that was awful. It's I pretty, thought that was I my mean, worst one. No, it's not your worst one. There's been so, the ceiling is pretty low for you in bad plots. It's The it's, ceiling? It's, yes. Isn't it the bar is low? No, the ceilings. Who's ever said the ceiling is low for you? I don't know. People when they go into hobbit houses? Like Gandalf? Yeah. Remember whenever Gandalf hits his head on all the ceilings? That was an improv, by the way. Or not an improv. He just... Did it on accident? Yeah, and all the directors thought it was funny. So they left it in. All the directors? All of them. Multiple. There was like seven. Um, see how you keep distracting us from talking about the movie? I'm not. Continue. Um, so, yeah. This movie starts with a, a scene that's completely ripped off from from the movie Gravity. Remember that movie? We got both got motion sick from our D-Box chairs that we watched it in. Yes. Well, the opening of this of Moonfall is exactly like the opening of Gravity, um, and, except for they get attacked by a big swarm of alien nanobots. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so Patrick Wilson's character is an NASA astronaut. He's the only one that survived that saw the nanobots. Oh, so yeah. even though he was considered a hero for managing to get the shuttle back and save the one remaining crew member, played by Halle Berry, then... Do I know who that is now? Yes. Remember in Scream, you were like, you don't know who Halle Berry is? And you're like, oh, shame, shame. Who was Halle Berry in Scream? She wasn't, but you were like, you said not Halle Berry, so this other lady. And you're like, you don't know who Halle Berry is? Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, now he does because he saw Moonfall, her most famous <laughs> movie yet. Yeah, she's pretty. Uh, Yes, of course, it's Halle Berry. Anyway, they get home. He's soon blamed for the mission disaster and he becomes an alcoholic old you know curmudgeon however he's like the most stereotypical movie drunk where he's still hot he still looks really good and he like rides a motorcycle and has a leather jacket and it doesn't impact his life whatsoever you know what i mean yeah um but yeah so uh, we, oh we forgot uh that samuel tarley from uh from Game of Thrones is also a major character in this movie. Do you remember him? He plays a blogger who's a conspiracy theorist. Oh, yeah. What did you think about him? I liked him. I thought he, I thought he was fun. He was... I feel I feel bad for him as a human being. His life blows. In real life or in the movie? Yes, Dad. His life blows in real life. I talked to him the other day. <laughs> I was he said his wife left him. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. Uh, we're talking about the movie. We're talking about Moonfall. How does his life suck so much in the movie? His he gets to go to space. S- finally, at the end. Oh, we, most of us aren't going to get to go to space probably at all. Well, that's not true. We might all get to go to space soon. Exactly. As long as we all become millionaires. No. We could just be poor people. Let's you, all be poor. You just now said poor people can't even afford their own cars. Yeah, but Jeffrey Bezos can be like, here, 
ride in my spaceship. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's going to do that. And everyone will fly. I don't want to go in the Bezos one. Hang on. <laughs> Which one is the one that actually goes up into space and you get to float around in a capsule? Is that SpaceX or Bezos? I don't know which one is which. Uh, it's the one that has the rocket. Also, how dare you talk about Jeffrey Bezos when we're talking about Moonfall? Because in Moonfall, they only have room in their hearts for one billionaire. Elon Musk. Man, this movie is really, really piling it on to the Elon Musk. This and guy I mean, loves him. They love him, yeah. I mean, this commercial, this movie honestly <laughs> could have been like commercial for SpaceX. Um, they name check SpaceX a bunch of times. SpaceX volunteers to give them the rockets they need to launch that last shuttle into space to save the entire planet. Elon uh, Musk is referenced John, a lot. John Bradley says that he loves Elon Musk twice in the movie, and at one point he even refers to Elon Musk as a stand-in for Jesus by saying, what would Elon do? And this is all done without a trace of irony. So I'm going to have to say the movie is has amazing. a crush on... Uh, has a crush on Elon Musk. The more a movie has a crush on Elon Musk is the more I want to w- listen, watch it. I'm glad that you love our ruling class so much. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, but yeah, so Patrick Wilson has to get recruited to fly a old uh, mothballed space shuttle. Because as anybody who's not following the space program, we no longer use space shuttles anymore, right? We retired those. We used them for a really long time. But eventually it turned out that maintaining and repairing space shuttles was actually um, more expensive than just using disposable rockets that would land. So you know the, you know the space shuttles look like. Yeah. Yeah. So in like the 10, 15 years or whatever since Patrick Wilson's character has been disgraced, they moved away from the space shuttle program, and um, they had to go get one out of a museum, and it's all covered in graffiti. It's actually a really cool shot, yeah. but it's absolutely preposterous that a space shuttle that's been sitting in a museum, the museum actually would, works. Would, yeah. You, they would have been blown up trying to leave. They'd have blown up. It would have blown up. How? Oh, cause it's so sensitive. Yes. And this movie also doesn't seem to really understand or care about anything about how our space equipment actually works now because that space shuttle's up in space. It's getting hit by huge. I mean, they're not, not, not hit hard. Not like they're flying into it. But it like flies into like an asteroid field or whatever, and huge giant asteroid rocks are like bashing into the ship, and it's just like the rattling. The back the of it falls off eventually, and it still flies. Let me tell you what happens if you throw a baseball at a spaceship. Uh, everybody dies. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> they're like made out of tin foil. They're not made out of tin foil, Dad. The space shuttles aren't because they were designed to re-enter the atmosphere. But like, have you seen the original lunar lander? It literally, it's made out of tinfoil, yes. tinker toys, and glue sticks. <laughs> it's, it, I've seen it in real life. It is made out of aluminum foil. It's not made out of glue sticks. No. And that, tinker toys. Mm, maybe that part was slightly exaggerated. I don't think it was exactly. Anyway, I, I, yes, this I is do. a really dumb movie where the moon turns out to be a giant alien spacecraft. But by alien, I mean, this is actually, this is the only thing that I actually really hated about the movie. The movie has a big, empty, dumb hole where its heart and soul should be. So it does have a kind of a, it is kind of a hollow movie, much like the interior of the moon. <gasps> yeah. Um, I'm not going to deny that, but there is some really fun spectacle. If you like that 1995 style, uh, you know, big budget action movie where it tries to act like it's a lot more epic than it actually is. I thought it was 
All of I it. thought it was very fun, though. I think it's still really, really fun. But when we know that the moon is going to be a big, hollow, empty shell pretty much the entire time because that's what John Bradley's character keeps saying over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it turns out that it's an alien spaceship from, like, billions of years ago that traveled the galaxy and actually ended up creating the Earth. But this is the thing that was disappointing to me. In a movie hey. that has made so many... Yeah, yeah, right. In a, in a movie that's made so many silly, dumb decisions, why could they... Why do they have to make it so lame and boring and unimaginative when it came to the big ending, quote-unquote, twist? Because the ending surprise... Because we know it's all aliens the whole time. Bruv, you got to stop yawning. Or you're like going to make me start yawning. I'm not. You're not going to make me start? I'm yeah. not yawning. Okay. You're just lying to all the people. But you're on camera. Shh. Oh, man. <laughs> whenever we whenever we leave here, that's when the boxing's going to have to happen. The boxing? I want to teach you how to box. <laughs> okay. Can you continue this story? I'm trying to, but you keep like yawning and looking all around and scratching your butt. That cameras no. I know. Um but yeah, so the big the big thing at the end is that oh, guess what the cuz they're walking through these creepy corridors, there's you know one of these big r- r- weird ring things once they get inside of the moon. That's like the whole movie's leading up to. And I was thinking, I'm sure you were probably thinking the same thing, like, oh man, we're about to see some creepy aliens. Yep, and I was very excited about it. Yeah, cuz the movie's so silly that I was I didn't know they could be like those big gray aliens that you know, the, the traditional ones, they could have been squid aliens. I didn't know how weird the movie was going to get. Yeah, they could have been, like, tentacles on their legs and then, like, eyes that jutted out of their ears. Yeah, so instead they do, like, an anti-climax by having it to where it turns out that the moon was just built by people. <gasps> Mankind. Yeah, so apparently in this movie, humanity is billions of years old and from another galaxy. Yeah, and they were perfect. And, and they, they were perfect. Warless, peace, all, everything was great. And they made an AI like Alexa, and then Alexa took over the whole world. Yes, their AI turned against them in a very, again, not very exciting or original premise. So they had to build moons, which are just giant Death Star ships, but they're life stars. So they looked like Death Stars, but instead of there being all those icky lasers and (laughs) Imperial people inside, these are full of flowers and plants. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. DNA. That's flowers not. and plants. Okay, Dad. Don't they don't. So they flew the moon to the Milky Way, and they flew it. That was the only deeper. one that survived. That moon was the yeah, only that, one. That was the moon, the only one that survived. And then it made the Earth. The moon created the Earth by spinning around really fast. Spun around really fast, like Superman. Mm-hmm. And then it seeded the Earth with DNA. And yeah, that's how we got created by the moon. Um, but the AI has tracked it here, and now it wants to kill us all. With two birds with one stone. Yeah, exactly. And that stone is the moon, even though it's not really a stone. It's a giant metal ship. So, yeah, yeah they have to go stop it. And, of course, the movie cl- ends with uh, the most classic disaster movie, especially Roland Emmerich disaster movie trope, the thing where there's a bomb. Tell me if you've heard this one before. There's a bomb, but the only way to detonate it is if someone stays behind and blows up with the bomb. So, sorry, now my phone's going off. This happens in everything. Have you seen, do you remember Armageddon? They have to blow up an asteroid that's going to hit I the Earth. I actually haven't seen that. Okay, well, they have to blow up an asteroid that's going to hit the Earth. Yeah, and I, I know it's about because of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, and, they, and then the guy has to stay on the asteroid and sacrifice himself because the detonator stops working. That's like the most common thing. 
Yeah. They're, they always are like, oh, no, I'm going to have to arm it manually. And, you know, that person's going to blow bum. up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a dumb movie. It's uh, I thought it was really fun, though. It's a throwback. I really would have loved to see this movie uh, kind of do... And I'm not going to lie. I would have loved for it to do like full on, like do gangbusters. And then like they want to make a million sequels and they could have done Sunfall, Starfall, Cassiopeia Fall. Like who knows what kind of celestial bodies could have attacked Earth next. I looked up Moonfall Part 2. Doesn't exist. Yeah, because the movie made no money whatsoever. So? Um, and it costs like $115 million. So That's not even that much. Anyway, it's a fun movie. If you like Patrick Wilson, if you like Halle Berry, if you like spaceships, if you like the moon. If you like, if you like space all the above, at all. Yeah, it looks good. It's a good-looking movie for the most part. I mean, generically shot, but as far as special effects and everything, it has the it looks the part. Yeah. Unlike Morbius, which looks like it was shot by a third grader in an alley behind his house. <laughs> um, so, yeah, weird. overall, I would say that I would give Moonfall two, three stars. Out of five? Out of five. I'm just going to say stars, too, because, you know, it's in space. It's in space. I like that. Yeah, so I'd say three out of five stars for me for Moonball. Definitely check moon it out. Moonball. Moonball. <laughs> I'm so tired of talking about Moonfall that I'm just like, oh. <laughs> You just does it. It's a fun movie. I did it. It is a fun movie. The thing is, you just but basically stole my same review. No. I was going to give it a 6 out of 10 falling moons. Okay. Well, you That's the same as yours, but doubled. Well, you have about 45 seconds to give us your quick summary of your opinions on Moonfall before you give it a 6 out of 10. Um, It's really fun. Really fun movie. I was, I was shockingly entertained. There was some dialogue that I just thought was funny. And I laughed at it out loud like the multiple moon, times. But not the part where she says the moon will help us? I actually didn't laugh at that. What dialogue did you laugh at? I laughed at the part where it was like, I don't work for you. I work for the American people. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, All right. Well, we actually need to go. That's not 45 seconds. We got to go now. I, I just realized we're out of time. So anyway, uh, finally, just, 6 out of 10. Uh, Thanks for tuning in <laughs> to this week's episode of The Kid Stays in the Podcast. Follow us on Kid in the Fig on Instagram. Or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. That was scary and rushy. Yep. Love you guys. <laughs> Until Bye. next time. Bye. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Kid Stays in the Picture on Instagram. Or follow us on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.